0: And as we are talking about our mastery and this new potential for us in this great shift in consciousness, we are talking today about the current collective process and what we can each do to help ourselves so that we can be in a place of peace and harmony, radiating vibrant love no matter what. We are seeing a lot of things happening out there in the collective, and I've checked in with people in my circles, and I've seen um, the 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 pulse rather, let's say. And it's very interesting there could be people who are feeling a little bit angry at things or um, questioning uh, integrity of some. Or as my guest today says, maybe even feeling powerlessness of having an impact on the world. So we're going to talk today about what we can do to really amp up um, our awareness of the triggers that trigger us so that we can bring through higher light all the time. My guest today is Patrick Prohaska, and he is the founder of Thrive Energetics Academy and the Light Bridge Healing Method. He is an incredible intuitive as well, and we're going to experience an activation with Patrick today. Patrick, hello. Welcome to Quantum
1: Conversations. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Hello. Thank you so much. It is always a joy to connect with you, Loren. Such beautiful energy here.
0: It is so wonderful to connect with you, Patrick. You've actually upgraded the work that you're bringing through on our planet, really, to assist all, and we're going to talk really about what's required in today's world, and that really is the topic of our conversation, and that's being our higher self. We have... um, you know, experience this attitude or this uh, expression of being up in the fifth dimension and truly living there and actually creating from there. So let's talk about what you see as far as people not being able to make that connection.
1: Yeah, well, it, it can seem a little bit difficult. It can seem more difficult than it actually is to anchor yourself in higher dimensional awareness. And the reason for that is because this transition out of the age of Pisces and into the age of Aquarius is one that needs to unfold over the course of several centuries. We simply can't turn on a dime uh, in in the way that we would like. And there are a lot of us who are so ready to turn on a dime. We are so ready to be done with all of the hierarchical thinking and all of the the sexist and the racist and, and... other um, isms that are out there that really limit us and hold us back as, as people. But we all are part of a collective, and this process of turning that corner is going to take a while because a lot of people aren't quite ready for it yet. A lot of people are still laden with belief systems, with trauma with bad memories, with victim consciousness that really bogs them down. And because we're all interconnected, we all really need to turn that corner together. And eventually we will. So it's going to take a little while. So what we're seeing right now is a lot of upheaval, but it really isn't upheaval. It's just the last gasp of the old order. And as we're as we, as those of us who are in a deeper state of awareness, not not to be superior about it, but as those of us with higher dimensional awareness understand, you know, we know what it's like to see into a uh, possibility. And we know what it's like to, to recognize that you have creative gifts at your command that previously people couldn't dream of. Um, so there are a lot of people that simply aren't aware of that yet, and until they have that awareness, they're going to cling to a lot of the belief systems that kept them, kept us stuck as a species in the first place. And those belief systems are the three-dimensional belief systems that we live in a world of separateness and that the only way for you to get whatever it is will bring you joy in life is to... Uh compete with other people over limited resources and to manipulate external circumstances and to manipulate other people into agreeing with you and so forth. All of that is falling by the wayside but but that's creating a lot of panic in people and uh, <laughs> the best we can do is is you know really get into a place of patience and understanding and recognition that uh, not everyone is quite ready to turn that corner just yet. So, I, I, <laughs> I hope that that uh, is hitting the question that you asked. I sometimes drift off in a different direction.
0: No, it's it's beautiful. Thank you. <clears throat> because really, you know, the people that are listening to this show are really what I love to call new earth leaders, new earth thinkers, and you know the people who will be helping those who right now are not ready. But I also know that people are waking up rather quickly, rather quickly. And, and so that's a good sign, even if it does mean a little bit of anger and agitation, because Mm -hmm. that anger, which comes with the awakening process when you realize, you know, that there's a certain structure uh that could be an agitation for some and so the choice would be do you slip down into further despair or do you really move into the right uh the the right path of of going forward in a positive way using that to to create and so that's what you and your work is all about uh, as well as these belief systems that we really have to bust and the trauma and the stories that if we cannot release that baggage, we will just be stuck in that little time loop. So I would like right now to ask our participants on the call to, on the web call or the, the web page, to type in a question for Patrick of what you would like help on. Patrick, we already have some who are, you know, there's some financial stress and situations and you always do some great energetics around this cuz that really is a shift in the energy as well um so our audience please we invite you to tell us what you think what what problems or issues are you going through as well cuz this will really give patrick an ability to do an activation today that that addresses all of these and Patrick, you and I were talking before the show about not only is Mars, and we're, this is not about astrology today, but there are there's a lot going on. We just passed the summer solstice, which I feel is the um, speaking the truth, one speaking truth or enhanced self-expression, and now we're going through these eclipses where we can really put forward our impact in the world or what we really wish to bring forward. And then on top of it, there's there's like five planets that will be going into retrograde. And you mentioned that Mars, what you've noticed is the, that Mars is going retrograde as well. It's already in retrograde and then Mercury retrograde on Monday. Uh, yeah. But there's, and you're not an astrologist either, but you're seeing that this is making people Kind of edgy.
1: Yes. Well well I can feel the energetic patterns that are reverberating through the collective consciousness. And I think I do want to talk a little bit about that and do an activation associated with that because every single person on this call has very well developed empathy and intuitive gifts. Mm. And if you're not in a clear-cut place of discernment where you can recognize what energy is yours and what energy you are intuitively picking up from other people on autopilot without realizing it, as these convulsions of fear energy and anger and revenge energy and grudge energy and so forth are, are bouncing around through the collective consciousness, it can feel like they belong to you. And I think that's one of the major issues that that people are facing right now. And I've had a lot of clients bring that up recently, that people mm-hmm. are beginning to feel like they have no control or the world is a runaway train and the best they can do is brace for impact and pray that they don't get hurt too badly when the crash happens. And that's just, you know, there. on the one hand, there may be a little kernel of truth in that. but. Maybe a crash is necessary for us to wake up into something bigger and better. On the other hand, a lot of that is simply fear energy that is bouncing around back and forth among people all around the world, and it's it's building upon itself. And the the caveat that I would like to give is that your fears are magnetic. If you really get into the energy of being afraid of something, you're actually pouring energy into creating it. Uh, Everything that you think, everything you feel, everything you believe, all of your expectations and so forth, every single one of them, in a sense, is a prayer that gets answered by the universe. Uh, It's a manifestation, it's an affirmation. And the universe always responds to the energy that you put out. And a lot of us don't realize that we're putting out negative energy. We think we're putting out positive energy, but the positive energy that we're putting out is about eliminating something that we don't like rather than creating something that we do like. So, for example, you mentioned people are writing in about about money issues. Um, this is a lesson that that I've had to learn myself, and I I've screwed it up many times through my life, and that is... I have throughout my life, I have quite often been in the energy of getting rid of my debts and blaming money issues for every other problem in my life. And just thinking if I only had, you know, X amount of dollars, everything would be perfect. And and so my energy was in the debt and getting rid of it and how painful it is not to have the money and, and envy and jealousy of people who get to do things. Uh, mm-hmm. Because they have money that I wasn't able to do. And that's the wrong focus for your energy. Uh, your focus should be on the joy of having surplus and mm-hmm. creating plans for what you would like to do. There's um, Some people don't have the capacity to even understand that because they've never experienced it. But there is a law of the universe that's called the law of mental equivalence. And the law of mental equivalence essentially teaches that you, you create whatever you have the capacity to imagine. But what it, it means for our purposes is if you can't imagine it, you can't have it. And if you have no practice whatsoever imagining how joyful it would be to have surplus in your life, then it's really not possible for the universe to bring it to you because there's no alignment there. And that's just a principle. It holds true for absolutely everything. If we're talking about racism, if we're talking about hierarchical thinking and sexism or sexual abuse or um, any other form of you know power over other people, if we're in the energy of getting rid of the sexism and punishing the people who do things that are hurtful, then that's only part of the equation. We're actually pouring energy into creating more of that. We need to be in the energy of knowing what it would be like to have everybody in the world treat everyone else with love and respect. Is that something that you can imagine? If you can't imagine it, you won't be able to create it for yourself. So let's do an activation on on that. Let's, Let's do a dual activation. And uh, let me me quickly explain how this works. This is is a really powerful tool that I'm going to use. What I do is I connect with your higher self. I'll connect with you, and then through you, I'll connect with your higher self. And your higher self is essentially you completely and utterly free of all of the limiting thoughts, beliefs, traumas, and so forth that keep you stuck in pain and suffering. So in a sense, it's your original self before all of those mistaken beliefs or or limiting beliefs got imposed upon you. But it's also the future you. It's you after you've completed all this work you're doing in this lifetime and in future lifetimes. So you're... Higher self is essentially your future self. It knows exactly what you need to do to get from where you are right now to where it is, completely free of all of those limiting beliefs. So, what I'm going to do is by connecting them with your higher self, simply pulling out the blueprint, asking for the template of what it is to have a certain energy, and then applying it to you in the present time. It's incredibly powerful. So we're gonna do like a dual activation here. We're going to soothe um, soothe all the fears that, you're, that you've sucked into your system through the collective consciousness, um, and then create the capacity to imagine exactly what it is you would like to create in the world. So everybody just take a moment to make sure you're in a very safe and comfortable place with no distractions. And that means no driving, no chopping vegetables because you will be slipping into a light trance and I want to make sure safety first. And now say yes to allow me to connect to you energetically.
0: <laughs>
1: wow. Okay.
0: Did we all say yes? Uh,
1: <laughs> there there's some intense energy in this group today. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> the the whole- The whole spectrum of human emotions is in this group today <laughs> okay, so simply turn inward and become aware of all of the emotions, the feelings, the sensations that are flowing through your body and if you'd like, you can. Direct your attention downward to help ground you through this process so you don't get too lightheaded or drift off to sleep. And also you can direct your attention upward into the heavens. That usually triggers a little bit of dizziness or lightheadedness. Technically, in the brain, you're slipping into a light theta brainwave state. Beautiful. And now say yes to allow me to connect with your higher self. Okay, so we're going to start with soothing energy. So this technically is not an attunement. It's an infusion of soothing energy. So say yes to accept and receive an infusion from the universe, from source of soothing energy so that you can... Bask in the energy of the collective consciousness without absorbing those energies that are limiting. You can stay connected with the collective without being pulled
2: into its energy. You can stay in your high vibe.
0: Okay. <clears throat> Stand by, everyone. Patrick. Oh, Patrick! There you are. We lost your voice for like. Yeah, can you years. hear me? Now we can. Yes. <laughs> yeah. For how long? Just like. Wow. Ten there's seconds. some power
1: in this this activation.
0: Okay. Let's. Uh, yes. Okay.
2: Okay.
1: So what I'm basically doing is, uh, at this point in time, I'm simply pulling in soothing energy from the universe so that you can interact with other people and bask in the energy of the collective consciousness without absorbing or being sucked into those um, energies that are limiting or you can also be in the collective energy without having your buttons pushed your hypersensitivities triggered
2: beautiful
1: And now we're going to do an attunement from your higher self. I'm going to draw out the template of expanding your expanded imagination and being able to imagine vividly and viscerally exactly what you would like to create for yourself and for the entire world. So say yes to accept and receive that. And the whole point of this is to bring you into alignment with with the law of mental equivalence
2: so that you can create on
1: your terms whatever it is you would like. beautiful. Take a deep breath and hold it for a moment. And release when you're ready. And let's do an application of this right now. Uh, You did mention that several people have poverty issues right now or prosperity issues. And there is a lot of financial fear in the collective right now on a global level. So let's activate an ability to imagine vividly and viscerally exactly what it would feel like to live in surplus, to live in flow to live in abundance, okay. to have enough abundance and flow to cover all of your needs, and whatever's left over, you're free to give to other people joyfully, without hoarding, without feeling like you're never satisfied, beautiful, now take a deep breath and hold it for a moment, and release when you're ready. Okay. And now uh, feel free to ground yourself if you're getting lightheaded and come back into full waking consciousness again, because it can feel a a numbness has spread through a lot of people on the call.
0: Mm. Okay. Thank you for that. It really is. And I hope that personally answered the question, um, from the person who had the issue with, uh, business investments. It really is just shifting away from the blame, as you mentioned, and shifting it into an energy. So um, we'll move on to other questions. But what if someone, you know, financial stress, right? It is just shifting away from that energy, as you mentioned.
1: Well, it's shifting away, but it's also shifting into something better.
0: And (laughs) I think
1: into yes and i think one of the things that's really important for everyone to realize is that as we move into the age of aquarius we're moving into a mode of being where your power comes from inside you in the age of pisces we became accustomed to looking for answers outside of ourselves and a lot of times we're you know if there's a problem in our life we try to figure out who to blame Or what the problem is that's external to us if we want a solution we look around to figure out what external source has that solution for us Um, sometimes we want a magic wand uh, when the fact of the matter is that you have the ability to create anything and everything that you want within the constraints of a three-dimensional physical world because we are all in a in a human physical body we signed a contract to do that Uh, we do have physical limitations but beyond those basic physical limitations you create your universe out of your thoughts your beliefs your expectations and your judgments uh, about reality and therefore if you want to change something in the external world you could do the old technique of manipulating external circumstances and moving things around on that chessboard of life Or you can simply change your beliefs and your thoughts and your expectations, empower them and create something new from within. That's what we're transitioning into. And that takes practice. It takes several lifetimes of figuring out how to do that before it becomes natural to us and we embody it and we firmly lodge ourselves into higher dimensionality. So most of us the people on the call were we're drifting from three dimensional physicality into higher dimensional awareness and back again, and we're trying to negotiate which tools work for which which reality uh but at the moment you know we're uh, most of us are are still trying to figure out the practical application of those higher dimensional tools. And that's why we still have financial problems or we still have romantic problems or relationship problems. We simply haven't embodied those internal tools yet. And when we can't figure out those internal tools, we immediately turn to external solutions. Um, The one thing that tends to really slow people down the most is blame. Blaming other people for your problems, um, blaming society for your problems or blaming your parents or or somebody who was rude to you on the street. Um, You know, on the one hand, I don't want to give the impression that. That, you know, you should blame the victim if something bad happens to you. You created it and therefore it's your fault. That's that's not where I'm going at all with this. Where I'm going is a recognition that you have the power to create something. And if you want something different in your life, you can use your power to create something different for yourself.
0: Um, But like I said, it
1: takes practice.
0: (laughs) Well, and so everyone just be patient as we go through this. We will get better at it. You know, I mean, yeah, we still have so much to blame when we look at the world. Personally, I've been through blaming banks and the IRS. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And so it really is like shifting that. And it's like, okay, you know what? If this is the way the game is played, I've been talking about there should be a conscious mortgage company, right, that sets the playing field a little bit more fairly. And so Mm – um, you know, that's, that's how I've been able to, like, channel it or create it, but I don't know if I'm going to be the one to create that, but wouldn't that be fantastic if there was newness in creation because we have this anger, but we transform it into creation, and so yeah. instead of looking at banks or the IRS and blaming them, like you said, if we change the thoughts or the beliefs around it and say, wouldn't it be great if – Someday there is a conscious mortgage company. So yeah. that is an example. But how would you empower, like if we were to change that, well, we can use that as an example. If we were to empower this thought and then create new, I guess we still have to make it relevant to what we can do in our lives, right? Yeah.
1: yeah. So let's see. The direction I might go with that is is we need to – eventually move out of the energy of wouldn't it be nice if because wouldn't it be nice if has as the premise of that sentence we don't have it It's not there um what i'd like to do is have everyone you know hope is a wonderful thing i love the energy of hope but i want to move everyone out of hope and into knowing so it's one thing to hope that everything works out But when you're in the energy of hoping that things work out, you're also in the energy of uncertainty about whether it will. I want to move people in the direction of knowing with absolute certainty that it will work out. It may take a while, but if you're in that energy of knowing beyond a shadow of a doubt that something is going to unfold for you, then that's much, much, much more powerful than the energy of saying, well, I hope it happens. Be nice if it did happen. I hope it happens, but I'm prepared for the possibility that it doesn't. So I'm not saying that you should never have contingency plans, but, you know, stand in the energy of I know that this is going to happen. I know that this transition is going to complete itself and we're all going to um, really flower in, in our lives uh, as a result. <laughs>
0: absolutely, um, That's beautiful. And yeah. you know, then that empowers you or gives you the confidence to take one foot and put it in front of the other and start creating that way by standing yeah. in that energy. And wouldn't you say that this deep knowingness comes from within our heart? We do know it. We know it.
1: Absolutely. It comes from within our heart, but it also needs to come from within the brain. And the brain needs to be rewired and reworked because we all have, you know, we all have um, uh, self-validating evidence and you, you might actually say, I know that this is going to work out for me, but then your, your subconscious mind says, yeah, but look at all these examples from your past where it didn't happen. Um, And then with, we have these blinders in our brain as well where we, we see what we expect to see and then that feeds into our self-validating evidence once again.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: we we come up with these like litanies of reasons why um, why we're wrong to be in that knowing. Um, mm-hmm. And a lot of it is just, yeah, it's never worked out in the past. Why? How could I possibly know that it's going to work out when it's never happened before? So there needs to be that shift in the brain as well as the heart. But the heart, you know, the heart has a higher vibrational frequency than the brain does. And if you can really tap into that unconditional love energy that naturally resides in the heart, you will eventually absorb, you know, shift the energy in the brain to match it. And those fears will dissolve.
0: Okay. All right. So I'm going to get to some of those questions Um, And from comments coming in, but you just explained really about the fear. And so we're going to talk more about really how we can shift out of fear. I did just want to say, based on what you said there, is we really need to pay attention to the yeah buts, those dang yeah yeah buts that come in. And, you know, because if you – you you are such a good intuitive that you know you listen to the first few seconds in your body, right? (laughs) You, and then it yeah. doesn't waver from that. You have learned that it's it's what you feel in the first moment. And so that's our intuition. But those yeah, buts come in and the ego overrides it.
1: Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And I can't tell you how many times <laughs> the clients of, you know, they talk about creating their vision and I try to get them to do positive affirmations rather than negative ones. Mm-hmm. Um and then they'll, they'll create a really beautiful positive affirmation, but then they'll add a little sentence at the end that says, you know, but this, but that. You know, and we're, <laughs> we're all in the,
0: these yeah but energies. Um, Kick yeah. those yeah butts in the butt. <laughs> Kick them in yeah. the butt. Really, you know, my husband and I we 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 laugh because we both yeah butt each other, and we call yeah. each other out on it. We're like, you just yeah butted. And so, you know, anyhow, okay, I want to get to some of the questions. So, all right, there are some themes that are popping up. I'm just going to read these real quick. And I guess the what we'd really love to do and learn uh, in this big picture is the best way to connect to the higher self and the best way to shift out of fear. For example, you were saying, you know, in the collective, we're feeling we're feeling the collective. We're we are empaths and we're intuitives. So how in the world would we know what is not ours? Yeah. So the the, the two part question there, the first part I'm going to give kind
1: of a, a tricky answer for you. Um, see, the fact of the matter is a, a lot of us make connecting to our higher self much more complicated than it needs to be, because the fact is we are never, ever, ever disconnected from our higher self. You're always connected with your higher self. So the very question of how do I connect to my higher self includes the assumption that I am in disconnection right now. You're not in disconnection. You're in lack of awareness. You don't, have awareness that you are already connected with source or already connected with God or already connected with your higher self. So the answer to how to connect to your higher self is to begin to develop a deeper awareness of where that connection is, of how that connection manifests and how it feels. Uh So, um I think think a lot of times, simply the awareness that you're never disconnected. Uh, you know, I teach a course that's called Take Back Your Power. And the Take Back Your Power course, the title of it is a misnomer because the fact of the matter is you are never, ever, ever disconnected from your power. So there's nothing to take back. You already have it. Everything good or bad that has happened to you in your life is an expression of your power. So, uh, <laughs> the second part, you know, awareness. It, people who have listened to my calls for a long time, I always talk about two things awareness and discernment. And discernment is the ability to see the truth in things completely free of judgment, completely free of biases and interpretations that other people have imposed upon you. It's to see things from a broader perspective. And one part of discernment is the ability to recognize what is authentically yours and what you've picked up from other people on autopilot without without questioning it. And a lot of what you picked up from other people without questioning is simply energetic patterns that they have. You walk down the street, you see somebody or even... Walk past somebody without even seeing them, you feel their energy and it gets imprinted in your energy field. You just suck it in like you know not mm. that you're a vampire, but you just pull it in, and then you think it's yours because you you're not aware that you actually did that so um, energetic patterns are part of what you pick up from others. You also pick up phony limitations that others have explicitly imposed upon you. You grow up with people. Uh, punishing you into behaving a certain way and saying that you're stupid for being interested in that, or this is what you should do in order to get my respect. And these are the activities that you should avoid in order to not get my respect. So discernment is actually a really big topic, but in terms of managing the energy that's bouncing around in the collective consciousness, we can do an activation of a, a deeper connection with your discernment so you can be more aware of when something is some, some energy that you're holding on to is somebody else's. Uh, so here, let's do that right now. Let's do two attunements connecting in with your higher self. One is of expanded awareness. And the other is of expanded discernment. So say yes to accept and receive both of those. Okay. I'm already being told to (laughs) follow up. So here, let's lock those in. Okay, and take a deep breath and hold it for a moment. Just let that seep into your being so that you can you know it's it's almost sub perceptual you won't notice that something's different. you'll just have more awareness and more recognition of the truth in things now, as I mentioned, discernment is a really big topic um, another dimension of discernment is the transformation of judgment into kind of a neutral evaluation of something. So in our three-dimensional world, we live in judgment. So we hierarchize things and we say, this is good and that's bad, and this is better than that, and that's worse than this. Uh, and those notions of good, bad, right, and wrong, sometimes they're in alignment with what's good for you, and, and but quite often they're not. Usually what we've been taught about what's good and bad, right and wrong in the world, are simply phony limitations imposed on others to control our behaviors. So we don't question authority or we don't step out of line or we don't uh, uh, do things that we want to do that are joyful for us that other people disapprove of. So when you transition from three-dimensionality into higher dimensionality, judgment transforms into discernment. Judgment is about good and bad, right and wrong, and discernment in this sense is about having an awareness of what is limiting and what's liberating. So when you step into that ability to recognize what's limiting and what's liberating, you begin to recognize that a lot of the things that you have been taught are wrong and you should never do them are actually quite liberating. And a lot of the things that you've been taught moralistically are right, and you must do them, are actually prison cells. So there is a a shift that takes place. Um, But you move beyond questions of right and wrong, and you move into questions of, you know, what's in the best and highest good of all parties involved? Now, best and highest good also goes away, because best is a judgment, and highest is hierarchical. So best and highest good gets transformed into everything that is of most of the of, um, most expansive liberation for everyone involved. Oh, So everyone okay. take a deep breath. <laughs> let's absorb that. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I do get on these. Uh, sometimes I start and, and I, I just don't stop. So go a right breath. ahead. We love it. Uh, So I I hope that answered the question.
0: Yes, it did. You said that so well. And, um, you know, what comes to mind is really the power that we give over those judgments. I've seen that so far this year a lot where my judgments really limit I have really seen how judgment in in all forms. I mean, it could be like again, I could we could say something big out there like banks or judgment of people and it really yeah. lim, you know if 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 we could be so bold to just let those judgments go, it's yeah. really wonderful. That's what you're saying of the awareness That's, of what's limiting and what's liberating.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it can be a bit confusing because sometimes our judgments are on target.
0: Sometimes we mm-hmm.
1: judge something as bad and it really is limiting. And sometimes we judge something as good and it really is liberating. But because of the social structures that we've had for several centuries now, that's not usually the case. Usually we've been taught moralistically what's right and wrong as a, as a means to control us, you know, for social cohesion and and to empower a select few and so forth. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, beautiful. Now, oh, oh I, I, I'm getting there's Like, <laughs> I, I, I just had that that voice <laughs> tell me oh, you've got to cover this. It's so important. Yeah. Uh, so there's there's a little confusion that I want to clear up that that some people are uh, picking up on. So what I I don't want to leave you with the impression that you should never feel anger. You should never feel shame. You should never feel jealousy or envy um, or any other lower level emotion. All of these so-called lower human emotions have a, a function. They have a purpose. The problem is we get stuck in them. So it's not a bad thing to feel anger sometimes. Anger is a message that you need to stand up for yourself And if you never, ever get angry, you're going to turn into a doormat and people will railroad over you and you won't survive. The problem is we get stuck in anger. So we need to develop an awareness of, you know, when we're using our lower level emotions accurately and when we're not. And even shame is there. Shame. uh, Shame serves a really valuable purpose. And you really can't understand the value of shame until you get rid of all of those belief systems about what's wrong and what's right moralistically. Shame's not about judgment. Shame is the raw energy that you need to check yourself. So when you feel shame energy, it means that you need to step back and evaluate how you're impacting other people. But the problem is Most of us, you know, we we railroad right past that, and shame bulldozes over us and turns into this this snowball effect where we feel really bad about ourselves, and it develops into self-hatred and hiding parts of ourselves, and it develops into the shadow, and then the shadow develops into uh, putting on masks, and then we all end up living inauthentic lives. So... Uh, if we could just get into alignment with the true essence of those lower level emotions, then there's a lot of power in that. So, mm. yeah, so, so those emotions don't go away. There's a lot of people, I've had a lot of people who kind of believe that being spiritual means you're never angry about anything or being spiritual means that that uh, you're never envious of anyone ever. But that's not true. That's that's inhuman. And there's nothing spiritual about being inhuman.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, that's beautiful because this is the awareness, as we were talking earlier, the awareness of all that triggers us. And so those things that trigger us are those lower frequencies. And that's really what you're saying is we just have to shift out of that and empower you know change those beliefs and empower the new ones and then create from there let's not forget the create from there because yeah, you know absolutely. we may not there's a lot of crazy stuff going in on our in our, in on our world right but we need to look out at the world and see what we could do to change it and if we can't change something then you know put our energy towards something we can change you know yeah. um that's not to say that we're not active and, and being active in certain ways, you know, especially when we hear about babies being taken away from their family. You've got mm-hmm. to be kidding me, people. Right.
2: Yeah,
0: it's, But it's what can we do about ridiculous. that? Yeah. It, it is. Um, so, you know. Well,
1: you, you, you take action. You absolutely take action to correct it. When you see something going wrong around you, you don't just sit back and send, you know, you could just sit back and send unconditional love. And hope for the best. But uh, unconditional love is incredibly powerful, but it's probably not the most appropriate tool in the situation where you see somebody actively being hurt in the moment. Mm-hmm. So you you intervene. Absolutely. You you intervene when you see somebody being hurt and you support other people who are intervening as well. But intervention doesn't mean fighting hatred with hatred or fighting fire compassion. with fire. Or right. name-calling and so forth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it, it's it's about standing in your high vibrational energy so you can teach other people that they have more than one option available to them. And yes. rising up out of that. And I taught an entire course on this just a couple of months ago, and it was one of my all-time favorite courses to teach um, called Light Bridge Impact. Um, so... There's a lot involved in it. It would take hours and hours to explain. But I I think I want to kind of condense it down into a principle that is related, but not directly associated with activism. Um, There's another program that I've done that's called Body Love. And the principle behind Body Love is if you can get into the energy of loving yourself exactly as you are right now, it empowers you to create something better for yourself. If you can get into the energy of loving the world exactly as it is right now, it empowers you to create something better. Now, the reason body love is so powerful is because most of the time, when we try to make, when we try to motivate ourselves to make a change in our life, such as I want to lose thirty pounds, what we usually do is we stand in front of a mirror. And we look at ourselves and say, oh, my God, you're disgusting. You need to lose 30 pounds. What's wrong with you? And we motivate ourselves and, you know, men in particular. But I I think all people do this. We think that criticizing ourselves is the best way to motivate ourselves. But that is completely and utterly uh, in contradiction to the law of attraction. If you stand in front of a mirror and you just go on and on and on about how ugly you are and how hideous you are and how lazy you are, you're sending a message out to the universe to bring you more and more of that. So standing in the energy of loving yourself exactly as you are right now sends a message to the universe that gets reflected perfectly back to you and the universe brings you opportunities to love yourself even more. And loving yourself even more probably involves changing some of the things that that would make your life happier. Mm. So this principle translates, you know, that's an internal principle about changes within your life. It's the same principle in the external world. If you're in the energy of pointing out everything you hate about the world and everybody who's wrong and everybody who's doing something stupid and you're in the offense Olympics where you're competing with other people to be the most offended over everything around you. What you're doing is you're sending out a a message to the universe to bring you more and more opportunities to be offended. And it's, it's counterproductive. So fighting hatred with hatred only creates more hatred. Um, Fighting fire from a higher dimensional state is actually very powerful. And I I sometimes like to use the analogy of the the sonic fire extinguisher that, you know, it's this device that sends out sound waves that puts out fire. That's, That's what you need to be. You need to be a sonic fire extinguisher, not somebody who blasts fire with more fire in order to overwhelm it.
0: Okay. Oh, like Beautiful. This. No, I love that, Patrick. And you know, it reminds me, you know, you say, yes, the universe has our back on it. The universe will reflect back to us the energy that we are emitting. And this is why it is, you know, we we hear this hold the vision of new earth. No matter what. Hold yeah. the vision of it. So yes.
1: Let me let me point something out that is really important that you just alluded to. The universe does something that we don't in in our three-dimensional worlds. The universe does not judge. Right. We stand in judgment of our thoughts and our beliefs. The universe doesn't judge your beliefs. If you're in the energy of hatred, the universe doesn't look at you and say, well, that person shouldn't be expressing hatred right now. Let's Let's bring him something the opposite right. of that. Mm-hmm. The universe instantaneously and automatically reflects back to you perfectly the energy that you're putting out that is how it expresses love its love is unconditional and if you're in the energy of being offended by absolutely everything around you the universe is going to say this person loves to be offended. And in my unconditional love that doesn't judge for this person, I'm going to give that person what they want. I'm going to bring them more opportunities to be offended. Um, if you're in the energy of, um, you know, constantly complaining about your finances and living in fear of being homeless and everything collapsing around you and, and doing the drama Olympics with other people, if you're addicted to poverty and that's the energy you put out. The universe doesn't judge you in its infinite love for you. It reflects your energy back to you. So in a sense, you know, the universe has your back, but the question is, <laughs> what are you asking for? Yes.
0: <laughs> what back are you showing? <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. Beautiful. And that,
1: that comes up all the time with messages I get from clients. They, 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 I get so many clients who send me, it hurts me sometimes when I see it, where they send me these messages that are just long lists of all the ways that they've been victimized in their life. And it's just it's like, oh, you've got to stop doing that. Uh, Write me a message saying what you would like to have, not what you hate about your life. That's where the power is.
0: Mm, Yes. Okay, beautiful. Well, I've got some more comments coming in, and I'm just going to kind of lump them into some groups here. Um, let's take some – let's let's do some for uh, more of a positive reach, and then we can go into some of these lower ones. Sure. One would be um, clarity on purpose and stepping mm-hmm. into the gifts for service.
2: Mm-hmm. And
0: also confidence and trust. Yeah. So let me, let me
1: start with the word service. So my question at first, and I know this sounds like I'm going off in a direction that you're not expecting, but my question is what's your motivation for being of service? Because a lot of people who are developing spiritually hold themselves back because they have this belief system that everyone else's needs are more important than theirs and they must sacrifice themselves on behalf of other people and that they Uh can never, ever, ever be happy. So long as any one person somewhere else in the world is suffering somewhere. So that is not a good motivation for being of service. The uh, good, uh, and you know, I'm using the word good there, but uh, a liberating, motivation for being of service is to spread the joy that you have in your life t- as far and as wide as you can so that everyone oh, yeah. else can experience joy. But if your, your goal is to, um, you know, sacrifice yourself to, to live in martyrdom, even though that's kind of a strong word, uh, to always put everybody else first, then you can't really be of service to anyone because your energy is depleted. Um, and okay. I've had so many clients who have, you know, um, vestiges of the bodhisattva vow, uh, which is not, you know, it's in its heart, it's not a bad thing. Uh, but the bodhisattva vow is the vow from certain schools of uh, Buddhist philosophy that. You know, I myself will not enter into nirvana until everybody else in the world has entered nirvana first. What that translates into for most people is I will never, ever be happy if somebody somewhere else in the world is suffering. And therefore, I'm going to live a joyless life because it's wrong for me to be happy if somebody else is not. And that's you. You cannot be of service if you're in that energy. So I want to clear that for everyone right now. So I have a very specific opinion about purpose and this is just this is just my perspective and and there are others out there. But in my mind our purpose is to learn how to experience and hold joy. Mm-hmm. Our purpose is to experience joy. Our mission is to spread joy and the vocation that you have is whatever job or activity or hobby you have that allows you to spread joy. Yeah. So that's my personal belief system. And one of the things that that I had to bump up against as I was embracing that was all of the phony limitations and belief systems that told me it's wrong for you to have joy. And I grew up Catholic. I had all sorts of uh, belief systems infused into me as I was growing up that um, I should be ashamed of myself for this. I should be embarrassed about that. I should, um, you know, uh, um, flagellate myself in order to, to please a higher being and, and, And I know that not all Catholics get that, but that's what I got growing up. And um, so joy for me was something that I was taught that I'm supposed to earn. I'm not allowed to have joy the way I was taught growing up. I'm not allowed to have joy until I prove myself worthy of joy. But the fact of the matter is we are all born absolutely worthy of joy. Joy is our birthright. Joy is our natural state of being. Joy is the emotional state of unconditional love. So I had to like deal with and and rewire myself for all of those belief systems where I was taught that I have to earn joy. And that translates into everything else as well. Uh, The belief system was I can't have success until I've earned it. I can't have a good relationship until I've earned it, until I've proven myself. Um, I can't have financial surplus until I've earned it. Um, it's a lot of rewiring that had to be done. Uh,
0: so, that's what I yeah. help people with. <laughs> Yeah. And so really, that is so beautiful that we are here to spread joy and to cultivate it within ourselves. It is a birthright. And that's why it is so important to really do what we love, to just start doing what we love, putting one foot in front of the other. Even, you know, we don't need a 3D business plan. You, you can do sure. that if you want. But just this the fact you can start doing what you love the the inspiration for revenue streams will come from that.
2: Yeah.
1: And why is it that most people don't do what they love?
0: Because they have belief systems that they should be off making money.
1: Yeah, people don't do what they love because they're they're worried about how their their friends and family are going to respond, about people laughing Bearing at them those, for doing something that they mm-hmm. disapprove of. It's all those phony limitations that have been imposed upon us in mm-hmm. this lifetime and many previous lifetimes we we are trained we are taught that to be a good citizen you must sacrifice doing what you love and uh you know i remember when i was growing up i i i would watch like um um when I was growing up, like Fleetwood Mac was really big and Linda <laughs> Ronstadt was really big and and Led Zeppelin was really big. And I'd, I'd watch them on television and, and see how they were like completely absorbed in the music and enjoying themselves. Yeah. And I, I would just think that is the, my belief system that was trained into me was that's wrong. It's weird for people to be enjoying themselves so thoroughly when they're not doing something productive in society. Uh, Uh, And, you know, and then I had like all these gendered belief systems as well that said that, you know, some, somebody like Mick Jagger was uh, um, an alien because, you know, men don't have fun like that in their lives. I had so (laughs) much reprogramming to do, but, you know, a lot of people live their entire lives believing, you know, you can't dance, no dancing, especially after the age of 30. Because it's wrong or you can't, you know, have sex before marriage because it's wrong or whatever other other belief system that's out there that if you just let go of that moralistic judgment, you might actually find it liberating.
0: It's really, you know, you said phony limitations people impose on us and it's really a program caring what other people think that we really have to get rid of that really yeah. and that's a deep deep program that that mm, that's a deep deep program so i know you help people program with that because
1: too.
0: yeah it's a deep program
1: because everyone is i mean we're all invested in it yeah and in fact the structures of society or culture is invested in those
0: limitations as well absolutely it's you know the conformity and all of that all right so all right. So, you know, then let's move on to the confidence and trust, developing confidence and trust. That really mm. is a divine connection as well. Yeah, it is.
1: It is that that's like a lot of things. It's that requires practice, it requires a lot of practice, um, and, you know, a lot of training yourself into just simply standing in your energy and your power um, And I wish there were, you know, a magic wand that would instill people with confidence. And we can do an infusion of the energy of confidence, but it's those limiting belief systems that sometimes prevent it from sticking Um, because confidence, even if you, you have a good amount of confidence, we all have those buttons and triggers and fear points that can knock us out of our confidence in an instant. So, you know, I remember I when I was a restaurant manager, um, I was absolutely dripping with confidence because I knew my business really well. But when the owner of the restaurant would walk in, all of that would just vanish in an instant. he intimidated me so much that I would turn into a, a um, mm. kind of a, a blabbering idiot uh, when the owner was around. And... It wasn't because I didn't have confidence. It's because my confidence was easily shaken. Um,
0: so <laughs> um, what did he so in hindsight, what did he what belief system did you have to get over? Was that like an authority thing or he just yeah, I had, I had yeah. to
1: get over my fear of authority. I had very serious yeah. fear of authorities. Um, So anybody, and I, then I know that you, you know we're talking about me specifically here, but I think there are a lot of people on the call that have this as well. Oh, but yeah. I also had an inborn fear of loud male voices.
2: Hmm. So,
1: and that just required some some trauma clearing, clearing away the the trauma of whatever it was that triggered the the fear of loud male voices and i think that for me that's something that developed in the womb
0: i was so, going to ask how how was your mom when you were in the womb did she have a loud male well, voice well it on was her? just
1: the opposite so, <laughs> so uh, my ma- my yeah no my mom, mom was, was very him. loud oh yeah <laughs> my dad was very meek and silent but he wasn't oh. the only male figure around so
0: well that's interesting isn't it yeah okay That's very, I just, thanks for sharing that, you know, um, you're here helping people, but it's always interesting to see how you've overcome some adversity, too, in some of these programs. Okay. All right, so confidence and trust. Um, There's one more I wanted to ask you about. Did you want to add anything more about confidence and trust?
1: Oh, no, I I feel like, I I honestly feel like we're beginning to, uh, some people in the group are disconnecting right now. So I can, the connection isn't as strong as it was earlier. So I think we should do some more energy work or take some live callers.
0: Let's go like to that. some live calls. All right. So those who are on the line, go ahead and raise your hand. Start two if you have a question for Patrick, because this is really fun to see how he interacts with you. Right now, we are going to go up to it's Sadia in Ontario. Hi, Sadia. Hi,
2: hi, Lauren. Thank you so much for taking my call. Um, hi, hi uh, Patrick.
0: Thank you so much for the Hi. Call. Um, Thank you. Very and uh, I wanted to ask: Do you? Um, can you tell me what message does my higher self have for?
1: <laughs> yeah, it's, we're we're still on the confidence part right now. So,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, yeah. So yeah that that's like the message from your higher self is um not so much confidence i think the correct word is decisiveness what what i'm seeing in you right now is a really beautiful even-killed energy uh there's an energy of peacefulness and serenity but self-doubt so so let's bring in more of an energy of decisiveness and ability to stand for your authentic thoughts, beliefs, and desires rather than uh, going with the flow of what other people want. And sometimes even, you know, not that this is an explicit example, but maybe a group of you want to go to a movie and you're embarrassed to say what movie you want to go to. You let the group decide. Does that make sense? Yes. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. So, this easygoing, beautiful, even killed energy that I see is not allowing you to stand up for yourself in the way that your higher self would like you to. So let's just instill that for everyone. Okay. So you have an awareness of who you authentically are and what your desires are, but there's a belief system that just popped to the surface that says, My desires are an imposition on other people, and therefore I should um, sacrifice them or be silent about my desires. So anywhere and everywhere, you've had the belief system that expressing your desires is an imposition on others. Let's get the truth about it and clear it away. Yes. Beautiful. And then anywhere and everywhere, you've decided that other people will judge you for your authentic desires, and that will be embarrassing or humiliating. Let's get the truth about that and clear it away. Beautiful. And then the third part is a belief system that if you do express your authentic desires, you'll lose respect from other people. (laughs)
2: That's that they so won't
1: like you as much. So let's get the truth about that and clear that away and bring in an awareness that you standing in your authenticity and expressing your desires clearly, that that will actually make people respect you more.
2: Mm. And if anybody
1: doesn't respect you for that, then that person will float out of your life and will be replaced with somebody who does respect you more.
2: Beautiful. That is okay. you it.
1: yeah, and it it seems like you've attracted into your life a lot of people who decide things for you, yeah, so yeah. let's let's bring in a stronger ability to decide for yourself what's best for you,
2: <sighs> mm.
1: yeah, beautiful. now take a deep breath and hold it for a moment and release when you're ready.
0: Wow, that was huge, very deep. <laughs> um, so yeah, yeah and very... yeah, that
1: was a great question because I, that oh, that was you. representative of what several people on the call are feeling right now. So that was helpful oh, for everyone.
2: Wonderful. Yes, thank you so much, Patrick. Wow, you really were able to <laughs> um, take out my childhood. Uh, yeah, <laughs> <the> childhood <laughs> programs. <laughs>
0: Uh, Thank you.
2: Thank you so much. Thank you, Lauren.
0: Thanks, Sadia. Thank you. Okay. All right. Uh, We have time for another caller. Let's go to, I think, I believe it's Keisha. Hi, Keisha. Keisha, hi. In Mineral Wells, Texas. Keisha. All right. Maybe she fell asleep, Patrick, under your spell. Well,
1: I, I when you said the name Keisha, I got this this explosion of joy energy in my heart. So let's just spread cool. that around for everyone in the group.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah, because there's, there's some nice energy there. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah.
0: Okay. Okay, that feels good. Lots of joy there. We are feeling it. Let's go to Paula in San Francisco. Hi, Paula. Hi. Hi.
2: Hi, Paula. Hi. With... Thank you for taking my call. Sure. I I just was wondering, um, I've been, like, experiencing a, a lot of, like, massive sadness, you know, and it's like, like, because my boss is leaving and I really like her and I'm just, like, crying and all this stuff, and I yeah. feel like it's, like, overboard on that, and I'm like, what's going on?
1: Yeah, so two things are going on simultaneously, and they've been kind of blended together. So one is you're you're feeling not so much sadness as melancholy, and that's like mourning when things change in your life, even when change is good. But the other thing is you're being triggered into the remembrance of traumatic experiences where you've been either abandoned or betrayed in the past. So, and both totally of those are going on at the same time, and they've kind of interwoven themselves into this really confusing experience of of sadness that feels twice as big as it's supposed to be, but it's it's really two different things so let's do let's split this apart for everyone here because we are in a major period of transition right now, and the ego in particular. Hates transition. The ego likes things to stay the way they are, even if they're painful. And even when something positive is happening in your life that's going to be good for everyone, we can go into a sense of melancholy and mourning about it. So let's let's clear that. And that's confusing enough because it's not really logical. And then the other thing is specifically in you, and I'm sure that this is representative of everyone, otherwise you wouldn't have asked it, um, trauma from this lifetime and from for others on the call from previous lifetimes of abandonment, betrayal, and, and even being shunned by people that you love. So let's do a healing on the trauma, clear away that traumatic imprint. Because even though you intellectually know that what's going on is not either a betrayal or an act of abandonment, it feels that way to your subconscious mind because the subconscious mind is already in that energy of melancholy and is wondering why.
2: Okay, so let me finish the healing on that.
1: Beautiful. Now, for everyone on the call, I also want to do a soothing of the ego. And by ego, I don't mean arrogance. What I mean is that that part of you that defines you as an individual separate from everyone else. That that ego tends to be pretty fragile. And as we're slipping into deeper awareness of our interconnectedness, that ego is more vulnerable than usual. Okay, beautiful. Now, everyone take a deep breath and hold it for a moment. Let's integrate that. And release when you're ready. oh, oh. Wow, (laughs) wow, that release felt like sliding down a water slide. That felt good. Thank you. Beautiful.
2: Thank you. It was wonderful.
0: Good. Thank you, Paula. Thank you. Okay. And one more. Let's go to Cortez. It's Sharon on the line. Hello. Hi, Sharon. Do you have a question for Patrick? Yes. Thank you both for taking my call. I feel like I am
2: stuck and I'm curious about what is maybe holding
0: me here from taking that next step into this healing career that I'm on.
1: Yeah, and it doesn't feel like it's the usual things that hold people back. It's something different in you. So it's not, you know, fear of what other people will think. It's not fear of failure. It's not fear of success. It's fear of discovering things about yourself that you don't want to know. Does that make sense? I think so. It's fear yeah. of self-discovery. It's fear of expanding your self-awareness to the point where you can actually see, see your patterns at a deeper level. Let me see if I can read into this a little bit deeper here. Yeah, so what's interesting is like, when normally when somebody asks that question, my mind immediately goes to the most common reasons why somebody feels blocked. And it's not because you've done it in the past and it failed. It's not any of those normal reasons. It's a fear that you will discover that you're something that you're not. So it's a fear of self-discovery. Very interesting. Okay, so whatever that is, let's just clear away whatever that fear is. I think there's a little starseed element as well. Okay, beautiful. Okay, so that part feels cleared. Now, I also feel like there's a veil up of some sort that... Let me slip through a couple of other categories here. There's okay. There's a prohibition in place as well. There's a belief system that you're simply not allowed to do it for whatever reason. And I think part of it is that you're not allowed to do it because you're not ready to do it. So Mm -hmm. let's get the truth about that and clear it away. And you also have, okay, so this is getting back to where we were before. Now I know what's going on there is trauma from having tried to help people in previous lifetimes and actually hurting them instead. So there's a belief system in place that if you step into your healing, your healing gifts, you'll be tapping into dangerous energies that will hurt other people and maybe yourself as well. Mm -hmm. So let's clear those fears away. So there's a fear of, of um, not even, just basic unintended consequences, but fear that you might get that you might slip into some energy that's destructive and and hurtful. Beautiful. Let's fix that. Clear that away. Clear the trauma of whatever happened in a previous lifetime where you kind of burnt yourself out through your spiritual Yeah, you went way too far too fast in a previous lifetime. You burnt out your circuits, and you damaged other people in the process. But that was a learning experience that will make you a stronger healer in this lifetime. Okay, so that feels good. Okay, did that help at all? (laughs) That
0: was a tremendous amount of help. Thank you very much.
1: say beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. So yeah, you know, sometimes it's like instantaneous and it's right there in my face, and other times you have to kind of dig around for it.
0: So <laughs> amazing. Okay. It, again, it's just so. I mean, Sharon, does that make sense to you? Have you ever had those impressions of uh, that energy or that past life experience? It totally makes sense, and just some of my patterns that show up. So that is. Mm-hmm. Um, very spot on. And thank you. Awesome. Okay. Thank you. you. All right, Patrick, I want to give you a moment to talk about your special offer, which is a series of a lot of activations (laughs) to really help people, um, cut through actually enhance their intuition, which, you know, when we are this way connected and as our higher self, we're being our higher self. We do have that intuition. Um, And then maybe we have time for one or two more callers, but um, talk about. I'll I'll go
1: through this really quickly (laughs) because I think a lot of what's going on here doesn't need a lot of explanation. And there are actually two packages and then an option to get both packages. So the first package is unleash your intuition uh, through the Lightbridge technique. And this is a collection of. Um, attunements, higher self-attunements that will supercharge your intuitive gifts in a safe and effective way. And there are 13 tracks. Uh, the first one just helps you get the most out of the package. The second one helps clear away limiting belief systems about intuition, such as it's, it's dangerous or it's evil, or um, it, um, it will have unintended consequences and so forth. Uh, The third track is something that's very important that we alluded to earlier, and I think everyone will love it. It's about empathy without overwhelm, how to connect energetically with everyone around you without being overwhelmed by the energy that you pick up. And that's going to be more and more important as we move through this transition this summer. Uh, Next, we have the sensory intuition activations. These are activations for clairvoyance, clairaudience, clairsentience, clairgustance, and clorofactance. And then there is my favorite gift. This is so powerful, claircognizance, the ability to simply know information without having to feel it in your body in some way. Uh, Next, we have an intuitive dimmer switch so that you can turn down, turn off, turn up, or turn on your intuition, whenever you want to. Uh, If I go to the Walmart, it's very important for me to be able to turn off my intuition for a while and then turn it back on again later. Uh, Next we have uh, telepathy. So that's enhanced intuitive communication, including telepathy. Uh, Next we have the elimination of spiritual ego. And this is crucial because As a lot of people develop their intuitive gifts, they also develop their spiritual ego and they completely shut down their spiritual growth as a process. If you ever slip into the energy of thinking that you're superior to other people because you have gifts that they haven't developed yet, then you've shut down your spiritual growth right there. Uh, Next, there's opening the channel uh, so that you can connect with Um, either source or with guides and angels to pick up information, Uh, advanced intuition attunement, such as remote viewing and holographic vision. And holographic vision is incredibly powerful for those of you who want to do intuitive diagnostics, such as for physical problems. Uh, Next, there is lucid dreaming, And lucid dreaming, for me, is the gateway to higher dimensional, one of the gateways to higher dimensional awareness. Uh, Next, there is a track for activating the pineal gland and producing more natural DMT, which is the God molecule. It's it's the, the chemical that's in ayahuasca that allows people to go on those amazing shamanic journeys. And then pinnacle consciousness, which is, you could call it, Christ consciousness, Buddha mind, universal awareness, cosmic.
0: The Buddha mind, cosmic. We lost Patrick to the cosmos. There. Stepping into. <laughs> can you hear me now? Yes, uh, you were. You, you checked out when we were talking about the Buddha mind and the cosmos.
1: Oh no.
2: <laughs>
0: oh, this internet
1: connection. <laughs> okay, so, uh, yeah, consciousness. and then that pack, yeah, those 13, um, uh, 13 recordings, uh, also come with two. Special bonus items, there's an Empathy Without Overwhelm group event that's an hour and 17 minutes of just working on developing empathy and discernment. And then there's a Manifestation Mastery mini-workshop that I think is super powerful. Um, and altogether, that package is $97. Okay, and then really quickly, the second package is designed to supercharge your spiritual growth. Um, and that has 12 recordings in it. Um, one is um, getting rid of victim consciousness, another one's body love activations. And I, I spoke about body love earlier, it's that ability to love yourself exactly as you are right now. There's a youth and vitality set of activations so you can feel comfortable in your body. Uh, prosperity consciousness, clearing, clearing out worn out relationships, Empowered Love, Sex, and Romance, a track for supercharging your brain functions, a track on empathy and intuition, Uh, another one on speaking your truth with authenticity, another one that really supercharges your charisma, your joy, and your ability to experience fun, which I think is crucial, and then pinnacle consciousness, once again, the um, Buddha mind, (laughs) Uh, and then there are three bonus items on that, a, a sleep support event, a body love event, and a call that I did on the power of discernment. So that's about a, a one-hour call just on discernment alone.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And that package is also $97. Uh, and the total value is $402, so that has a 76% discount. And then you can get uh, both items, both packages for $159. And there's a a little bit of overlap in the two packages, not very much, but uh, uh, I think $159 is a a bargain. So (laughs) it's 80% off the regular price.
0: Beautiful. Thank you so much for that, Patrick. It's really a beautiful way for those to work on these things right this uh, speaking with authenticity authenticity it is really what's up in the collective right now and our role during this great shift so very supportive this uh frequency download that you've got for people so can people listen to these while they sleep for example
1: Absolutely. So okay. as long as you're connected and energetically in some way, shape, or form, your subconscious mind knows exactly what's going on. So you can either listen to them when you're awake and participate with them, or you can simply play them at night. Now, they're encoded with binaural beats as well. So it's it's really helpful to listen with um, headphones in order to enhance that theta brainwave state. And uh, they, because of that theta brainwave state, they'll probably help you fall asleep. So you can use them as a sleep aid as well. Um, And then one other thing I want to say about them, like you mentioned at the beginning of the call, um, an upgrade, like I've, I've done an upgrade on, the energy that's in the processes that I'm doing right now. Yes. Uh, those of you who worked with me several years ago, maybe two or three years ago, I used to do subconscious reprogramming in which we would meticulously go through each individual belief one at a time and shift them and clear them. Uh, and that's a very slow and arduous process. And you have to be very thorough and complete as you're doing uh, subconscious reprogramming, but I no longer do that unless the client is unless the client really needs it. Now I do something that I call belief sculpting instead. So instead of working on each individual line of code, I treat the person's subconscious belief systems like a sculpture, and i I mold the beliefs in a certain direction. So it's much faster, and I think it's much more powerful as well. It, 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 hmm. I'm able to, in half the amount of time, do twice as much work in, uh, in my recordings now.
0: Great. All right. That's really powerful then. All right. Good. Well, again, we thank you for that. That special offer, of course, is available on this web page or on YouTube here or SoundCloud, wherever you are listening to this program. We invite everyone to check that out okay well patrick let's let's do one more caller if you've got the time let's do one more sure, happily okay. let's do one more okay so we're going to go i believe it's nicole area code 619 in san diego hi you're muted oh. oh hello hello good afternoon hi so i hello, hi nicole. um i talked with hi patrick i talked with you before so i know that you kind of just zooled, or like tone right in so
2: <laughs> yes,
0: if you have anything. <laughs> I'm in quite the state and I'm sorry for the noise in the background.
1: Yeah. Let let's do a little soothing energy right now because you're also I can feel a little bit of panic energy.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, yeah.
1: Okay. What can what can I help you with?
0: Um, you know, probably the relationship focus at this time. It's really coming up to the head. <laughs> Mm Ah, oh, you did send a question in about that. What we find interesting is that both Mars and Mercury, those planets are going retrograde. Mars and Venus, (laughs) excuse me. Mm hmm. That's
2: right. Venus.
0: Okay. Ah, so what's going on
1: specifically?
2: Um,. Again, I'm trying to get to more. Relationship is such a
1: a gigantic topic. Um,
0: Okay, well, so my partnership, so of 20 years, I'm considering that it might be time to move on. And but you know, really, I'm not asking should I stay or should I go, but it's really like, is this really just coming to a crux of the reflection of my inner conflict? And is that really so maybe my higher self can speak to, like, where really should I be focusing? Maybe I'm projecting too much or maybe it really is that this is the point where it's like how it's this is getting in your way. You're being too distracted. So something to that effect. But you already know a lot of grief.
1: (laughs) You already know the answer Uh, to your own question. So here's
2: (laughs) one of the things that I think
1: is really important to bear in mind. um, Yeah, it's that any type of. Wow, this is going to open up a can of worms so okay
2: um,
1: human beings enter into relationships with with each other and we come together and we grow together and we love and support each other, and we build each other up and we learn from each other uh, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you're growing at the same rate of speed, and mm-hmm. sometimes when a couple really truly loves each other, but they're growing in different directions or they're growing at different rates of speed, the most loving thing to do is to let go. So I'm not Mm -hmm. saying that that's what you should do. I just want to bring that awareness into uh, everyone's consciousness that the vows that we often take to, stick with somebody absolutely forever no but no matter what sometimes can hinder our growth because what's going to end up happening and they can kind of see this clearly in you you're getting to the point where you're slowing down your spiritual growth in order to mm-hmm. accommodate another person and right. that's not really a good thing or it's not the most liberating thing for all parties involved Mm, Is that right. making Liberating sense? So I, or, yes, yeah. Liberating
2: so or, or,
1: instead of like being in the question of should I stay in the relationship or should I go, let's open up other alternatives, other opportunities, other possibilities, mm-hmm. because maybe the relationship can transform into something different that will allow you to grow and will allow you to grow on your timeline without hindering your partner. At the same time so let's let's open up the possibility for a third option
0: that i've been trying to do that just very yeah. thing yes <laughs> okay so third let's option. let's
1: and yeah let's create that so i'm going to do a yeah. manifestation for that and for everyone else who's on the call i'm going to modify this manifestation to fit whatever your particular needs are within your relationships okay so just simply become receptive and Yeah, and part of the reason that third option doesn't feel like it's emerging for you is because it it, it goes back to where I started in this call, talking about mental equivalence. Mm -hmm. You know that there's a third option, but you just can't imagine what it would be at this point in time, and therefore there's not much energy in it. Mm -hmm. So let's just empower it. Okay, beautiful. So take a deep breath and hold it for a moment. And release when you're ready. Okay, beautiful. So thank you for for that.
0: Thank you.
1: Okay, was that helpful?
0: Yeah, yeah, I feel calmer. So I think it's landing somewhere.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Thank
0: you.
1: Thank you. Thank you very much for for calling in. And uh, I know that particular question took a little bit of courage. And I and that's why there was that fear in your voice when and the Mm -hmm. the distractions in the background at the beginning of the connection.
2: Yeah. Okay. Okay. Thank you very much. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks, Nicole. Good luck with that journey there. Good luck Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Well, you sound much you better. You
2: too
0: yours. Yeah. yeah. You. <laughs> All right. You're a goddess. Thank you. Ah,
2: oh, you too.
1: Yeah. Yeah, wow. so this, this is something that sometimes happens. It's um, verifying something that somebody already knows, but it's not really the answer that they're hoping for, so... Yeah, sometimes that
0: happens. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, everything that we do here is to empower everyone to really be the best that they can be. And, Patrick, I just want to honor you for your work and the energetics that you bring through and all of the work, the newness that you bring in, the light bridge, pinnacle consciousness, all of it. And I just thank you for your time here So as we say goodbye, I know you're going to disconnect or close out our group. So I'll just give you a moment to do that. Yeah.
1: So everybody just give me permission to disconnect. And as you're disconnecting, I'm going to invoke some integration energy so that your energy doesn't revert to where it was before. And also a little bit of grace and ease energy so you don't have a healing crisis. Okay, and now that we're disconnected, ground yourself in whatever way you enjoy the most. Okay, there you go.
0: There you go. Boy, I feel uplifted, and I know others feel uplifted as well. I don't have to hope for it because I know it. And you know it too, Patrick. It was beautiful. Thank you. Thank you.
1: Thank you. you.
0: you. Yes. Mm
1: Okay, everyone. Well, love, light, and joy to all of you. I really appreciate your being here.
0: Love, light, and joy to you, Patrick Prohaska. Thank you, thank you, thank you for this quantum conversation. Thank you. All right, everyone. Well, as we really hold that vibration and that information that Patrick shared with us today, we're going to move our body a little. As we dance and bring forth the joy from the music, we can elevate the field around us. So dance with us as we get funky and then get a little bit more high energy. Enjoy.
2: The conference is now completed. Goodbye.